0: Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. We're going to talk about some things in the Scripture today that really matter. Some big topics, how to make good decisions, how to make our life count. This section in Philippians that we're going through is one of my favorite in the Scripture, and its it's been life-transforming for me. I know it will be for you as well. Let's jump right into it, shall we? In Philippians 1, Paul is saying this, for to reviewing it, but for to me to live as Christ and to die is gain. We all like that verse, I think. It's really one of those classic verses to live as Christ. Yeah, I want to do that. And to die, this is the hope of Christians that should I die when I die, that'll be gain. It's not going to be a loss. Others around us may feel lost, but for us, that will be gain. We go to be with Christ, our eternal reward. Glory with the Lord Almighty. How awesome is that? But he says this. <clears throat> now, he's, he's, he's facing a decision here. but if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. Choose? It's really interesting. He seemed to have a decision he could make here. He he's, seems to be saying that if he's going to live on in the flesh, Now, remember, he was in jail. He was in prison. He was facing a trial. He was, if the trial went bad, he could be executed. And it's kind of like he's trying to think, do I want to die and go to heaven? Or do I want to stay on here on earth? He's in his 60s. You know, they probably didn't have quite the health care we have in our day. He'd been beaten so much. I imagine he'd had broken bones. I imagine he had scars on his flesh. Uh, he'd lived a, lived a tough life. He probably, there was probably part of him that just wanted to say, I'm ready to just head on home, finish my course, I've run the race, I'm just ready to see the Lord. And this is what he's, he's kind of thinking this through in his mind. So he says this, he, he'd said, I want Christ to exalt my body, so whether I live or whether I die, I want him to exalt my body. If I'm to live on in the flesh, how will he be exalted in my body? By fruitful labor?" That's how I'm in prison, but I can still have fruitful labor. I'm Others are, have constrained my circumstances, but those constraining my circumstances aren't bigger than God. I can still be fruitful where I'm at. That's what mattered to him, fruitful labor. Well, what's that mean? What's that look like? And he says this, fruitful labor, and I don't know what to choose. I'm hard pressed from both directions. Having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that was very much better. Okay, good yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Wow, there is a lot to unpack here. There's so much to unpack here. The decision he's being faced with, do I want to go to heaven now or do I want to stay here? I know that if I go to heaven, that's very much better. I'd rather do that. I've had, I've, 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 I've loved my life. I've loved how I've lived for Christ, but it's been hard. And part of me says, I'm ready to go. On the other hand, if I stay on, it's going to mean fruitful labor. And that's more necessary for your sake, for the Philippians sake. And so he says, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and your joy in the faith. Now, I want to look at two things here. Number one, this prog- there's two progressions here I want us to see today. Number one is that the first progression is what it means to have Christ exalted in his body. And do you see how he goes through, I want Christ exalted my body. For me, that means to live as Christ. For me, that means fruitful labor. And fruitful labor means jo- the others would have joy and progress in their faith. So this he, he, Paul's logical thought process here leads us to, he leads us to this conclusion that I think all of us should be arriving at a similar conclusion. I want Christ exalted. I, that means I live for Christ. Well what was Christ living for? Christ, ha, Christ gave himself to fruitful labor. Jesus gave himself, To a a mission, to a purpose. And Paul's saying, I've embraced that mission. For me to live as Christ, I embrace the mission of Christ. And what that means is to help others have joy and progress in their faith. And so I want to encourage you today, whatever stage of life you're in, I know we have people come here who are homeschooled, still in in the middle school or, or high school ages, we have people come here who are uh, in, in students in college. We have student we have people come here who are uh, young couples, families, middle middle mid aged people. We have people who've come here who've retired and have more time on their hands now. They're in that fourth quarter of life. Wherever you are, I want to encourage you to say that I want Christ exalted in my body that means I'll live for Christ. That means I want to have fruitful labor. And what that means is I'm going to help others have joy in their faith and others make progress in their faith. It's so common that we think about how I can make progress in my faith. What do I need to do to grow? How do I need to be more joyful, more victorious in the Lord? But Paul, I think, is urging us to, and as important as that is, and as important as it is to be thinking how I should be growing, Paul's also saying, I want you to be thinking about how others can grow. How can you help others make progress? How can you help others have greater joy? And there's a principle of life that I encourage all of us to grasp, and that is this. When we give to others, God gives to us. I have found and discovered it in my own life, at times when I'm helping others grow the most are the times that it seems like God is helping me to grow the most. Rather than just focus on my problems or my needs or my where I'm stuck, if I instead turn my focus to saying, Father, you've called me to have fruitful labor to help others make progress and join the faith, And I do that and I get involved in helping others. Suddenly I look back on my own life and say, wow, I've made progress. I broke through this. God was giving me grace because I was giving help to others. God was helping me because I was helping others. God's grace came to me because I was a channel giving God's grace to others. This is such a vital spiritual principle. There is a place to look at our own problems. But most of us do it way too often growth in our life often comes as the result of obedience to Christ as we simply reach out and help and serve other people. This is so vital. Please capture this lesson. We call this having an others-oriented mindset. We'll see this throughout the book of Philippians, particularly in chapter 2. We're going to see several quite great examples where Paul urges us to be concerned about the needs of others. And he shows us that this was the example of the Apostle Paul and also of Timothy, people who are with Paul, and of Paul himself, this others-oriented attitude. And, and in a world that can become so obsessed with self, of course, we've always been this way. This is part of the fallen human nature. But with all of our social media and all of our... Uh, world in which we live today, it is so easy to be obsessed with me, my problems, my needs, my situation, what people have done to me, how people have hurt me, all of these things. And I want to encourage you, the pathway to real victory is to get your eyes off of yourself and your problems and get them onto Jesus Christ. And as a servant of Christ, helping others have progress and joy in their faith. Today who can you help who can you help make progress in their faith who can you share the word with who can you encourage who can you give a positive word to who can you pray for who can you serve this mindset this others oriented mindset is the key to you breaking forth in spiritual growth is a key there's several but this is a important key now this leads to another important uh, logical progression that Paul went through in his mind. Remember he had a decision to make here and the decision he was making was, I'm going to do what's for your benefit. I'd like to die and go to heaven. That's more better go be with Christ. but I'm going to stay here because I'm convinced it's for your benefit. This is what will help you. Fruitful labor, your progress and joy in the faith is more important than what I want. Your progress and joy is more important than my comfort, my reward, my happiness. I want you to make progress. This was the this others' orientation, the attitude of a servant. But look also what he's saying here to the Philippians. Remember back in chapter one, where Paul says this. He says that he's loved them with the very affection of Christ Jesus. Verse eight. It's hard to believe, but he's that's his claim. God is my witness. I love you with the very affection of Christ Jesus. And then in verses 9 and 10, he said, this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent, or that you might make good choices, and not just good ones, not even just better ones, but you might do the best. You won't be fooled by false hopes or false Ideas and make bad decisions, you'll make good decisions about what matters really, really matters most in life and in eternity. Well, that's what he prayed for them. I love you. I want you to have greater love so you make good decisions. And by the way, I'm faced with a big decision do I depart and be with Christ, or do I stay on for your sake and fruitful labor and your progress and joy in the faith? And what did he choose? He chose what was best for others. He made the choice of love. Paul modeled exactly what he was urging the Philippians to do be loving. I love you. Be loving. Make good choices. I've got a big choice. I can go be with Christ. That's what I kind of like to do. But I can stay here for your progress and join the faith. So, what am I going to do? I'm going to stay here for your sake, I'm going to serve you. Now, my friends, this is so counterintuitive to the flesh, so counterintuitive to our desire to just be comfortable and have what we want and 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 have life revolve around us. Paul had this others oriented attitude. He urged the Philippians to have this others oriented attitude. And he was telling us that in life and in eternity, this will be the way you were glad you lived. This will be the life of reward. This will be what it means, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 we saw a week ago, this is what it means to build with gold, silver, and precious stones that will endure through the judgment seat of Christ rather than just building with wood, hand, straw that will be burnt up at that time. This is what Paul had for them. This is what I want to do in my life. I'm faced with decisions. I've got big decisions in my life. I, I know you do too. I want them to be others-oriented, Christ-honoring and others-oriented. This is what Paul says will gain the true reward, the true gems, the true diamonds, the true gold, the true things to live our life for. Shall we pray about it? Let's do. Oh, Father, we thank you for the one life you have given us to live. I pray that we would be wise in how we use it. I pray that we would live this day in light of the day when we stand before you, lay our treasures before you. We go through the fire, and we pray we would have built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, built with wood, built built with uh, gold, silver, and precious stones, by helping others make progress and join the faith, helping others come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, helping others break through in their life, helping others live the life of love and serving and, and, and uh, holy life. Help us, Father, as we help others. And I pray, Father, that you'd help each one of us to to understand this is life indeed. This is what satisfies. This is the life. It doesn't on the surface at first, Lord, it might appear to be sacrificial, but this is the life where you fill us, you fill us with joy and peace and satisfaction and fulfillment. We bless you. We love you. We pray for the grace to live this way this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. I'll tell you, I love this passage. This this thought process has helped shape my life. I pray it will continue to forever. As I'm in the fourth quarter of my life now, I pray that I want to continue to do this fruitful labor. This is why I come here every day to help you to invest God's word in your life, to sow the word in your life, to help you be making progress in your faith, to help you have greater joy in your faith. If that's what you want, I hope you join us day after day, get in the word with us and be inspired, encouraged, and I hope that's also what you pass on to others. You know, one simple way you can help others make progress in joining the faith is pass on this video to them. Post it on your social media, copy the link, email email a couple friends today and say, boy, I like this. Do this with your pastor. He'd probably enjoy and be motivated because this is what he's given his life to. So glad to have you along. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you will subscribe to the channel, share with your friends, like the video on your way out and make a commitment to come here regularly, either live 830 in the morning or later in the day, or if you can't watch, then listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher. God bless you. I love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.